The winemakers are up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson, host of Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. And this week, we're in Canada for cedar tea, Saskatoon berries, and the best late night snack. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Hey, welcome to the winemakers. This is Brian Casey with Sam Katuri and Bart Hansen. We are just starting to roll in our guests for the show today. And um, what's interesting about that is that Bart, Sam, and I each invited two people on the show, but we did not tell each other who we were inviting on. So as people are coming on, it's kind of a surprise. Um, and once we get um, once we get a a few more people on here, we'll, we'll get some introductions down for you. The idea for the show is that, you know, you guys know if you've been listening the past couple months, we sort of transitioned from us being in a, in a room together with a winemaker, cellar master, whatever it is, um, grower, um, and, and opening up five or six bottles of wine to us talking about um, the pandemic and talking to industry people, analysis, you know, wine writers, all that kind of stuff. Um, and just talking about, you know, the, the, basically the, the state of the um, wine and restaurant industry, which at the end of the day, after these last two months of talking to all these professionals and trying to figure it out, we have no freaking clue <laughs> what it's going to look like coming out of this. So it seems like we're just kind of going around in circles. So we thought this week, let's get back to having fun and do what we enjoy doing, which is hanging out with people, talking about wine, drinking some wine, finding out what everyone else has been drinking and what they're into, and um, and um, kind of get back to what we like most about doing this show. So let me see. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six. So it's the Brady Bunch, except for that one of the screens has two heads in it. <laughs> and, right. so, and and we don't and we don't see um, number one download. Uh, well, so so my mom is in the witness protection program. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm sure something will pop up here shortly. But okay. um, yeah, I, I don't think you guys are gonna. Um, I don't know. You never know what happens. So wh- anyway. why don't we start with? I'll I'll introduce my guests, and then Sam, you okay. can, and Bart, you can, and that way people know who we're talking to. Um, in the center square, uh, where Paul Lynn used to be on on Hollywood Squares, you've got older reference lost on younger generation. I get it. I get it. <laughs> We've got um, Hannah Gropman, who is from Blue Farm, and I don't. Sam and Bart, I don't know if you know Hannah. Um, Hannah is uh, the daughter of Ann Muller Rock. Hannah, is it Rocke or Rack or Rock? <laughs> it's, we're, we have hard names. Yeah, it's. So I'm, yeah, it's Hanna, unfortunately, and my mom's Anna. Then it's Molaraki. Uh, yeah. Rocky. Okay. And then her, her dad is Saul Gropman, who those of us that live in around anywhere in Sonoma County, 
know that he um, owns Cafe La Haye, which is arguably the best restaurant in Sonoma. And so I thought to have her on because I figured she's been surrounded by good food and good wine probably her entire life. <laughs> and I was kind of curious what she's been drinking lately. And then we've got the um, Steph and Kristen are down there in the bottom center square. And they are the Sommelier sisters who I follow on Instagram. And what I love about them is um, they are super curious about wine. They drink pretty much, you know, a lot of the Instagram sites where it's the people drink champagne or they drink Bordeaux or we drink Burgundy. They pretty much like drink whatever um, kind of tickles their fancy. And they don't take it too seriously, which I totally appreciate. They like to have fun um, drinking wine. They have been out here to visit, I know. And what's really weird is that one of our good podcast listeners, um, um, God, who, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, Roger, Roger Randall. actually Cabernet at gmail.com. He actually follows them as well. <laughs> so I see his um, like little likes on their Instagram page every now and then. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out when Roger has time to work. Quite frankly, he's on right. social media so much. <laughs> With everything he's drinking and everything he's following, I know it's it's Maybe. a wonder. So he just doesn't sleep, I think. Yeah. Right. So hey, you guys, welcome to the party. <laughs> Sammy, you go next. Okay. So uh, I got the flanks here uh, on on the my right. I don't know what that means for anybody else is Jordy Brundage, uh, who is a, actually a, a college friend of my wife, Alice. Um, but a, so that's, that's how I know her, but she's a longtime wine industry and, and uh, you know, veteran, um, worked for Young's Market for, I was reading on the website, was it 12 years or that range? Uh, and now is working with a, a fine wine specialist in in the san diego area called jj knox um and so she's the only she's in san diego which is why um it's sunny and beautiful and she's sitting outside and we're all inside yeah nice <laughs> rainy wet northern california um yeah. and then on the other side in emeryville california hanging out in his office is clifford brown the third um who is the story of me meeting clifford brown is one of my favorite like tasting room uh, uh, charity auction stories of all time because you know in the tasting room often people are asking us to donate to silent auctions and, and things like that and you know we usually do a, a tasting and maybe a three-pack or something and half the time you never even hear from the people or see the people they just give $200 to whatever organization and but Clifford and, and his wife Katie and their daughter Mia came up to the tasting room and don't forget my bass player, Colin, came too. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. We had half okay. the band over there. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was kind of like it starts out as just sort of one of these tastings, sort of a, a blind date kind of thing like this. And about three hours into it, we realized that, you know, Clifford is uh, this accomplished musician, uh, is, you know, with a, with a historical lineage, lives in the and, – and, and also the best part was they, like, joined the club and bought three cases. Um, so it was way better than most of these things usually work out, uh, and now has become a friend and star of you know a half you know, three vinyl Sundays now. Um, so and uh, a seasoned wine drinker, most importantly. 
I drink. <laughs> Matt the Punk. Right. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, we do a happy hour on Friday, and I forgot to change my name back. Oh. <laughs> In fact, I don't even know how, so I'm Matt Funk today. <laughs> uh, Clifford, Clifford Brown the third. <laughs> <laughs> Mastifying. Who's who's right, whose father actually? It, I don't know if still is on radio. Um, right. uh, yeah, on Sundays he does a show at Syndicated Worldwide. Uh, it's called the American Jazz Countdown, and it's like a uh, it's it's your legit countdown show from uh, yesteryear, where he goes through and just gets through probably about 120 to 150 tunes that are uh, making making news. Well, and then, I mean, let's just throw it out there that your grandfather is pretty much a, um, a legend in the jazz uh, world, right? I mean. Yeah, so that's the funny part that Sam left out. How, how we made the connection is he threw on one of my granddad's records. And, oh, yeah. and I think it was Paul starts going, hey, man, have you heard this? This is the greatest song ever, man. This guy can really blow. He's a great trumpet player. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what's his name, man? That, that sounds really good. <laughs> That's Pop Pop. That's awesome. <laughs> Clifford Brown. That's awesome. Contemporary of, you know, Miles and and the great ones, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. In fact, uh just did a did a show last year with uh Benny Maupin, sax player from LA, who is he's I think he's around eighty five now, but he again another compatriot of all those guys. And it's you know, it's it's beautiful and rare that you get to hang out with people that actually have a connection to your history and uh, right. you know, talk to them. It's, it's been it's been fantastic. Cool. All right, Bart, you're up. So in the bottom below Clifford, there is um, Noel. Um, I know Noel um, purely from Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Noel has a, uh, a blog called outwines.com, I believe it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Outwines.blog. Um, I'm sorry. Close. Thank you. All right. Um, and uh, her Instagram stories are one of the most educational um, things going around right now. Um, she on Wednesdays puts up tests that usually have to do with growing areas or varieties. Um, you simply click through, answer some questions, see how well you know the area or whatever it is that she's picked. And then usually a couple days a week, other there's something going on. So really, really interactive. Um, for me, someone who knows, I know what I know, but there's always a lot more to know when it comes to wine. Um, it's been really good. It's really challenging. Um, so anyway, thank you for that. And, yeah. um, and, and then, and so I'm looking forward to learning more about you. And then of course, my mom is the other one, um, Haroldine Hansen. And, um, our my best mom is number one listener, right? <laughs> number one podcast listener, Haroldine Hansen. Um, and, uh, and, and she's here because, uh, she's got some great stories to share, um, growing up in Sonoma County or actually, I guess it was uh, West Marin County, and, uh, but always in Petaluma. Um, and, uh, and, and some of my drinking um, learning coming up as far as wine and stuff certainly came from, from her. So uh, I just thought she would be fun to have on. Cool, and can, can we find out if you are drinking what you're drinking? Let's um, start off with Kristen and Steph. Well, why don't you guys say hi and tell us kind of like how you guys got into doing what you do. Because one of my favorite things is on your Instagram, like the first disclaimer is it's sommelier sisters, but you're like, we're not some, we're not psalms, but we are sisters. So does that mean that you don't work as psalms or that you just haven't, haven't taken any education as far as the wine industry goes? 
Oh, wait, we can't hear you guys. And then Bart Dead Air Podcast. <laughs> Can you hear us now? There we go. Now we got you. Okay. Okay. Cool. Nice. Um, yeah. So we actually were in a WSET two course that now. now, but then it, you know, that we were supposed to take the exam a month ago. Of course, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so have yet to take it. But um, next month we're going to be taking it. But we haven't done anything other than that. So, like not psalms <laughs> uh distinctly not psalms but we grew up drinking a lot of wine um our parents are really into it um they have a pretty large wine cellar a, that we benefit from yes um <laughs> and yeah like kind of grew up learning about wine and it's always just been like a big part of our family so i think that kind of spurred our interest in like just starting an Instagram and being like hey this is like a fun sister project that we could do together of just like you know we already get together and drink wine so like why not document it and then kind of like getting involved on Instagram and seeing just how good the community and like how many ways there are to educate yourself um that's kind of I think like what inspired us to actually take a course and yeah, probably more courses in the future, but well, honestly, some of Noelle's quizzes. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. We really. love Thank you. Out. I thought I recognized you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it was really just like through Instagram that kind of like started a more like formal interest in it, but it's always been a part of our lives like from growing like, up. From growing up. Um, and and you guys like, are in Boston? normally right now we're in vermont <laughs> okay so yeah i noticed that i saw some postings from vermont so i wasn't sure if like one of yeah. you was living in boston okay so yeah, you so guys are us, you're holed up us, together yeah both of us live okay. in boston but since that was like a pretty big spot um through all of this we decided to uh kind of come up here to vermont our family has a place up here um in the mountains so there's like virtually no one around um which is way safer than being in a city right now so we're up here, um, but Steph actually is moving. Yeah, speaking of <laughs> Sonoma and that area, I'm actually moving to the Bay Area in um, the fall. So. Oh, welcome. Yeah. Yeah, wow. thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, is that, that job-related or relationship-related? Yeah, so I'm, I'm starting the at, <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting a, a PhD program at UC Berkeley, so that's what's prompting Oh, me. girl, we're going to be neighbors. Yeah. Hey, yay. Come say hi when you get down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. So that means that I'll be visiting a lot more. But <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be by Coastal. And then what are we drinking? This is what we're drinking. Flute. Um, just a rosé from Arinda, California. Yeah. And where do you guys get most of your wine? I noticed that there's one wine shop that you guys like to go to that seems to carry a variety of good stuff. Yeah, we go to a number of places. There's Social Wines, which, mm -hmm. is a, which is a natural wine shop in Cambridge and Boston. They have two locations. Um, we also go to the Wine and Cheese Cask um, in Somerville. Mm -hmm. You go to... Um, my favorite spot is Baco's Wine and Cheese. Um, they have amazing stuff. And then just kind of uh, like around... Yeah. Oh, what's the other one? Violet, Violet Imports Violet is another natural yeah. wine shop in Cambridge. Yeah. But, uh, and is that a big thing in Boston, the natural wine movement? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think Violetta has carried Katuri wine, my uncle's wine, for for years, going back to the 90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. Or maybe at least early 2000s. Yeah, it's a really good shop. Good people. So. Yeah, like supporting them. Yeah. And then you guys came out here and visited. I noticed you went to Sterling, you went to Mum, you went to Ramsgate. Um, I don't know if you went to Truchard or someone just handed you a bottle of Truchard um, <laughs> Syrah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we actually discovered Truchard back in 2017. Um, so where we are in Vermont is Killington, which is like a ski area, and every summer. Um, with the exception of this coming summer, of course, they have um, a wine festival. So it's like a three-day event, a bunch of different um, winemakers and um, just like wine sellers like gather there and, you know, it's like a huge wine tasting. And back in 2017, Truchard was there. And um, the like the two, the couple who like started it and run it and own it and like now their family runs and owns it they were there and we tried their wines and kind of ever since totally then we fell in love absolutely fell in love <laughs> like i feel like honestly this is gonna sound maybe extreme but i feel like you guys will get it i feel like when i sipped true shards off for the first time my life was different um because it was just like a total different experience of flavors and like you know, yeah, know. my palate had never experienced anything like it <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about wine. It's about the discovery, right? And exactly. You'll, you'll remember that forever. Exactly, you know? yeah. And it was so fun because it was something that our family could share too. So yeah. we were all just like talking about it. Mm -hmm. and like we spent the whole evening just kind of like chatting. sipping it and chatting about it. So ever since then, like we've had literally every wine that they produce, we have, we have had multiple times mm -hmm. and you know, our family gets shipments from them because they're just that good and we want them around and you can't really buy them in New England. Um, you know, every once in a while you'll find like their, their noir, but like that's kind of it. So, yeah. So I'm wondering if you guys even know, like, had you ever listened to the podcast before? Had you even heard of the podcast? No. <laughs> okay. So, you know, uh, Sam Katuri there has Winery 16600. And then Bart oh, has uh, uh, Dane Sellers wine. Um, wow. Hannah works at Blue Farm, which um, her mom start, you know, worked at Donham, um, is now at Stone Edge Farm. Um, and then, oh, uh, let's Ernest Bloom, too, I guess. We can throw that well, in there. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. But you got to go back because yeah, the first time. started at Buena Vista. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I met your mom on, like, my second day of harvest oh, in really? 1986. Um, Wait, how old was, were you, Bart? I was 20 years old. Okay. Um, and, and Kenwood was selling some grapes to them, and I I got to deliver the grapes, and and she was there, and you know, I mean, there was a woman vineyard manager and a woman winemaker at the time, um, if I remember right, in 1980 in 1986. So yeah, that's pretty, um, you know, yeah. pretty cool. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's good. So, so Hannah, what have you been drinking? And kind of tell us a little bit about Blue Farm. Like, what do you do and what, yeah. uh, what do you guys make? Um, so, yeah, obviously I was born and raised here. Um, and we, so at Blue Farm, um, I grew up on this property. Um, and we moved here when I was three. My mom planted the vineyard in 2000. Um, and she's Pinot producer through and through. That's 
All she drinks, all she makes, um, pretty much. And Chardonnay um, used to make more at Buena Vista, but she is a she's a Pinot person. Um, and so, yeah, we make we have um, a couple of state wines um, on property, and so we make the Ana Caterina, and then that's just a blend of three clones um, of Pinot. And then we have our farmhouse, which is. Um, a rotor selection, which we she grafted over from Donham um, a while ago, and then we actually more recently grafted over some old Wente. So this is our first year making Estate Chardonnay. So um, yeah, we have a 2018 um, that we just bottled, and uh, it's tasting really nice right now. Um, and then we also source from just a couple vineyards. So from the Wayfarer Vineyard, it, um, it's our King Ridge Pinot. Um, so that's in Fort Ross Seaview. And then um, from the Palmeyer family. And then our last Roni Chardonnay is from the Martinelli, uh, Martinelli's, um, George Martinelli. And then we have 1861, which is also uh, an a, estate, but it's, um, in, it's technically Moon Mountain. Um, and it's at uh, one of our partners at his house. She planted that for him. A while ago Tim Mott um, and so we have that one and yeah so that's, a, that's on Norbaum Road right Hannah yeah that's exactly the, yeah. so it's like Sonoma Valley but it's ta it's also yeah. Moon Mountain but yeah right up there right just it's just below my parents house which is 16600 Norbaum as you go it. yeah going towards Cayman's cool. yeah. yeah so well and you guys are doing rosé now which I think your yeah. rosé party was supposed to be this weekend. It was, yeah. So we always do our rosé. Um, yeah, we make very little of it. And we're actually, um, yeah, so we were supposed to have our rosé party. So instead we've been just, um, my mom has a large rose garden. So we've been delivering roses with our rosé. So that's uh, been our way of kind of, you know, bringing it to people. So, but yeah. Yeah, and so we make rosé. And we're going to be making, well, we made a pet nat. I actually have one of the sample bottles here. But yeah, we made a pet nat. So still need some, needs some. Brian, yeah, you guys are the first one. Control yourself. Me, so nobody actually knows this. <laughs> um, but yeah, we made a pet nat. It's Pinot Gris. Breaking news. Wait, Pinot Gris? Yeah. So are you, wow. getting that, are you getting that from Carneros, like the Ancien people? Yeah, it's Cold Creek. Um, it's like right by the, uh, like right by the train or the train, the railroad track. Right. Um, oh, yeah. That's, um, doesn't the Lael family own that property? I think so. I don't know all the details of it, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, that's right down, right down where I'm at. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. we're close. Cool. <laughs> Wait, so now have you had any mishaps with the pet net so far? So far, no. We tried it. it <laughs> It's tasting nice. I think it still needs a little bit of time. It's still like, I think it, cause it's supposed to rest for a little while. So, um, <laughs> still needs a minute, but it's actually tasting pretty good. There, there is definitely like a slight yeastiness right now. So it still needs a minute, but, um, yeah. Yeah. We've just had some friends that have done it and they've, they've had a fair amount of wine on the ceiling. Oh <laughs> no, yeah. we haven't had any issues like that. No bottling okay. went fine. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're excited. And we actually, um, so what I was drinking last night, I had um, actually um, a Riesling. So my mom and I, um, we went in November, we went to Germany to go to my mom's hometown. And then we also went to Denmark to do a wine dinner. And um, when we were there, there is like a neighboring town, Bachara, and there is a wine producer. He's mainly Riesling. But he also makes Pinot. 
um, and it's Ratzenberger. And so we brought over like a pallet of uh, two Rieslings. Um, so I chose one and my mom chose the other one. And after we did like a long Riesling tasting and they're um, in their cave cellar and it was super fun. And so last night I was drinking one of those that we brought over. So we're gonna do like a little offer. Okay, and I wanna go back there for a second. When you say palate, <laughs> oh. that means that's like for personal drinking? No, no, so like, that palette meaning 56, yeah, but I mean, it is small, but we're small. So um, like 56 cases, so we're, we are gonna be selling it. Uh, oh, okay. Offering, Okay. but yeah, it's very small. So just as like a fun little nod. Okay, I just thought maybe that was for personal consumption. I was like, oh, nice. Oh, no, no, yeah, I'm like, oh, we just shipped a pallet over. Yeah, no, that sounded really good. Mom, mom no. got a pallet, I got a pallet. No, 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 meaning for Blue Farm. Uh, okay, okay. It's like a Blue Farm selection is how we Okay. Will it, will it have a Blue Farm label on it? No, we, it might, we were considering doing like a little band, but I don't even think we're going to do it. I think we're just... So you guys, are, you guys are ultimately the importer in that? Yes. Okay, and then, Han, a weird connection to Bart. You know, Bart um, worked, he was a winemaker at Lasseter for a long time. Oh. Okay. And I understand that you might have in your possession oh. a work of art that I you, know. like, won in 2010. Wow, that's crazy you remember the year. I don't even remember the year, but yes, I did. <laughs> um, I it was in the paper. I know it was okay. So that was the first <laughs> thing I've ever won. Um, it was crazy. Yeah, it was um, at uh, Sebastiani Theater. I put in. It was like a twenty dollar little bidding thing, and I won the Ratatouille poster, which poster, poster doesn't do it justice. It's like this massive, beautiful art piece, um, and uh, on the back is a sketch of Ratatouille, um, and all signed by everyone. Um, so yeah, that's, I do have that. It's at my dad's house. <laughs> um, okay. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Is yeah, it the one where he's drinking wine because they edited that out or maybe that was only released in France? Oh yeah. I don't does the rat have a glass of wine? I don't think so. Okay. I need to look oh. back. Yeah. I'll get back to you on that. Wait. I think yeah, the U.S. Wait a minute. Snicks that. Oh. <laughs> you mean this? Oh yeah. No, it doesn't look like that. That's cool. No. So Wait, what is was, that, Bart? This is a bottle of Burgundy that it's just, it's just Burgundy Appalachian, but it was done for Ratatouille and um, Disney nixed it at the very last minute and they ended up destroying the wine or soaking the labels or something, but they did a couple hundred cases of it. And because I was working for the Lassers at the time, I was given a couple bottles. Uh, so this is 2004, uh, but this, yeah, this never made it out. Um, and it, that's exactly what it was. It was about alcohol. Since, since this is a, a, a radio show and not a television oh. show, it's just a television <laughs> show for the nine of us. Will you actually what, like, describe that label and that bottle a little bit? Because it is, a, you know, it's a classic white burgundy bottle shape and label design, except for it's got this, uh, it's got this rat. A purple rat with a giant glass of wine, and this was promotional. This was going to be promotional for the movie. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, I think they were planning on selling it. You know, maybe selling it in some of the um, restaurants. Isn't that funny? It has um, in some of the restaurants at the parks. Um, isn't there? Isn't there like a whole secret 
club at Disneyland where they have, you know, Lassiter, but also like all kinds of great wine on the list. Well, the, so there's already your there, back. There's, you're not in your head. You're in the SoCal wine. I've, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. Okay. Only heard of it. I've never been invited. I think yeah, you have to so like it, be a member or be invited by a member. Yeah. yeah well, but, I think you have to be invited to member, <laughs> and you have to, and it's very expensive. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. all I've heard. Also. Well, <laughs> I know you're already at Disneyland. You're already dropping like even if let's say you have two kids. Right. You're, that that's like three grand right there yeah and then you want to go eat at that special restaurant you can you can really um turn it up a little bit but that's yeah. funny Bart that they would Disney's so funny that like one of their best movies is Pretty Woman who's which is about falling in love with a prostitute right and it's that's just about love movie. not with a prostitute Come that's on. fine <laughs> <laughs> but to have a little mouse with a glass of wine like that's not all right uh, yeah, I, I I have no idea. I just remember I was there at the time and um, all of a sudden the wine's like, well, let's um, pick up all of that that's not going out to anybody. They were going to send it out as gifts and um, it was all squished. So, um, yeah, you know, but Disney was that way about a lot of stuff when I was at Lasseter and uh, I, 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 I don't really care if I'm not supposed to talk about this, but uh, you know, anything that, anything that we did having to do with the winery, it was very, um, Disney had to look at it all the time wow. to make sure that, that, you know, they did not like anytime John appeared to be in the press for the winery. They did not like the connection to Disney talked about. So, huh. well, did they even did, did a lot of the, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say Disney is very intense. Um, my boyfriend is an actor and he worked in a, on a Disney film this past fall. And literally, like, you could not get within, like, a mile radius of the set if you hadn't signed an NDA. Like, they're they're crazy about everything. So it makes sense that it extends to their wine. So. Right. But there was I'm right a over of, here there was about a, a block from Pixar. And they're, they're oh. a Disney franchise. And, you know, when something's going on, they have their rap parties after the, the show's finished up and they take over the whole town. It's, it's pretty, pretty yeah. intense. Yeah. Yeah. And Bart, I've seen um, some of those engraved bottles that, that were at Lasseter of all the different Toy Story characters and all that kind of I, stuff. But the TTB can be a little bit, um, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. They're weird sometimes even about, there's a whole book from Synquanon. It's like a coffee table book of all the labels that were, um, that they were told that they couldn't use. And they're like <laughs> beautiful artwork. And sometimes it was like Dennis Hopper. It would be a, like a drawing of Dennis Hopper inside of a truck, like driving. And because it was like associated with driving, they're like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, who 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 wants to go up next? Let's see who's, who's, who's next. Well, uh, let's in the order of introduction. Uh, yeah. Jordy would be next on there. Jordy is you know I have always in my mind credited Jordy with introducing Fireball to San Diego, the San Diego market. I don't know how much of that is true or not, but when I was down there after we you know we had brunch, the only time I've ever been to San Diego, and then I walked through like the Gaslight District going to uh, a, a giant Padres game. It was like every bar had a fireball sign outside the bar yep. saying, you know, come in and have shots of fireball, which at, at the time I think was a, a Young's product. So that was like, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's, that's the story that I, I Jordy, what are you, what are you drinking in quarantine and what's San Diego life like in there? It still is a Young's product. <laughs> and um, I'm just not a Young's product anymore. Uh, <laughs> 
I am drinking uh, some Lyrac Blanc. Um, gosh, let's see. I feel like I've been hitting the cellar pretty hard, cleaning out a little. Also going through samples, kind of a lot. <laughs> Bottles don't last very long anymore is what I found. Uh, yeah, <laughs> to hit that 750 ml quota per day, you know, you got to move through a lot. <laughs> well, because Jordy, if you're not working for Young's, what are you doing? I work for a smaller brokerage based out of San Diego. Um, they're importer and brokerage. I represent a couple different portfolios. I have a amazingly delicious portfolio. So I have kind of a lot to choose from. Definitely not complaining. There's just no more liquor in my life anymore. So no more fireball. <laughs> well, can I say that one of the one of the reasons that Kristen and Steph are actually honest because I did not see a post of White Claw on their Instagram feed. Steph <laughs> 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 oh, is just so bad. I'm sorry. It's not zero bad. interest. <laughs> zero not interest. I tried to open my mind and it still was bad. Mm -mm. <laughs> nope. And the fireball, it's probably good you're not having that. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I mean, it was good, I guess, to sell it. I had a million brands. I really did have a lot of brands, but yeah. I, I mean, fireball is just all those empty calories, right? You know? <laughs> I mean, I still sold a lot of Tito's. That's probably still empty calories. But, <laughs> but, well, but the Tito's is what you need to make the white meat, exactly. <laughs> Cheetos is better than White Claws, gotta say. For sure. Fair enough. Definitively. Everything. No, there was, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there was just a time when Fireball, I remember that when they, they came and they tried to get it into um, the girl in the fig when I was the buyer there. And, and it wasn't that people weren't asking for it. You'd have people, there was definitely people asking for it. And there, it was people from the Midwest, you know, basically, or Texas, who would come in and they're like, you don't have Fireball? Like, no. Not not exactly where we wanted where we wanted to be. Um, yeah, maybe try this artisanal liquor. <laughs> um, you know what's funny, Hannah? I just wanted to mention that what I I just remembered that um, the first time I had Blue Farm wine was when um, Sandra had a state, the Italian restaurant that's now the General's daughter. Uh -huh. And this has got to be. 2008, 2009, maybe something like that. She, I think, had maybe gone to a luncheon or something and had a bottle of, of Blue Farm. And she just told me that we needed to order some of the Pinot. And it was Dorothy that I think dropped it off. Oh, probably. Like, and I always felt like we were getting wine like out of your garage. Like that's the way it felt. Yeah. It's like someone was actually literally taking it out of their garage and bringing it to your house. Because I was used to like Young's and Southern dropping stuff off. And there was didn't have a lot of smaller accounts, but it was funny when like someone in like a Dotson shows up and pulls the stuff, you know, moves the clothes off the boxes and is like pulling it out. I kind of still do that. Um, yeah, like our wine room. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been delivering wine to people, and so I just bring it, and and people kind of stare like, who's this person coming right up to my door? If they don't know, like some of them are gifts, and I'm like. Right not intruding and just dropping off some wine. I promise it's a good delivery. Um, yeah, we kind of still do that. I mean, we're very small. We only make about 1,200 total. Um, so we're very little. Um, and I don't think we really plan on getting too much bigger. Um, so yeah, we're tiny. But yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. Do you find that you typically... 
Oh, sorry. Do you find you typically send wine to the same kind of clients, consumers, um, or do you like find new people to ship to? Um, we find new people and it's interesting, like just, there's just different hubs. I mean, it's kind of, cause we're basically direct to consumer. We don't have any distribution. We had distribution for a tiny bit, but we're just way too small that it just yeah. makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, we get a lot of people from Florida, a lot of people from Texas, a lot of people, um, kind of all over. It's pretty, um, yeah, we're pretty much, I mean, we have different people that, from different spots and a lot of a lot of people hear about us I don't even really know how sometimes but um <laughs> I mean wine spectator is usually um how people hear about us but I guess like in terms of like because we're not in restaurants like all over yeah. so it, we're pretty much just in the bay area for restaurants and stuff so I guess it's just publicity well I think Jeb Dunnick is a fan of your wines too so that helps <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so and She's been, my mom's been around for a while. So that, yeah, I mean, certainly your mom has a <laughs> reputation of yeah. being associated with very high quality products. So, um, yeah. yeah. And her leaving Donham was kind of like, we really, then blue farm just shot up. We doubled in our <laughs> membership. Cause everyone was like, what is she doing? <laughs> Cause nobody, people thought that blue farm was all of a sudden new, but it's, right. not. it was just that it was always took the sidelines just cause it's so small and comparatively it wasn't, necessarily as necessary to talk about but i think me joining kind of gave it a also a little bit of a resurgence for her too so. yeah but and it didn't have 50 foot tall sculptures at front right exactly it wasn't <laughs> overtaken by yeah. insane art <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so um yeah and then your mom your mom just kind of bailed and left you in charge is that how it went um, she's definitely still around, but yeah, I kind so I kind of do a little bit of all of it. So I didn't really have too much formal training before. I mean, I grew up around it always. So we would just, we would have like, we would have like six bottles of wine at dinner and we'd try all of them or whatever, but it wouldn't be anything professional by any means. But, um, and then after call, it was kind of, um, once I was finishing up school, I went to Santa Clara, um, I realized I knew I didn't want to go corporate and I kind of knew I wanted to stay in this area and um, decided that with wine, I can be in the vineyards and be outside and also go to whatever events and food and wine. I'm, I've always been, I worked at my dad's restaurant all of high school. So food was always extremely important to me um, and my favorite thing. And so wine was, uh, was much kinder industry than getting into the restaurant business yeah. in my mind um it sounded a lot nicer so i um yeah i took the w set courses and then worked at scribe for a little bit and then uh, I, so yeah. you're that cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i i basically just showed up and was like can i do something here and adam was like yeah we'll figure it out i was like cool <laughs> um yeah. and um and then I worked Huds at, at Hudson. Um, I was on the viticulture side for harvest. And so, um, yeah, so I learned a ton at Hudson. That was a really great experience. Um, and then back to Blue Farm. I know. And then when I heard that your mom was leaving to go to Stone Edge, I'm just picturing Sam's dad and your mom, like, holding hands, walking through vineyards, uh, talk, <laughs> talking Brian, about... Brian, Brian. <laughs> six, Brian. Foot, six feet apart. 
six feet apart. <laughs> six feet apart. Well, and and Anna just is together the, like the other day. I think they were just walking vineyards the other day. Yeah. <laughs> but what were you saying? Uh, well, she's she's not necessarily in winemaking role. She's basically it's the first ever general manager of Stone Edge. Is, is yeah, she's where this, where yeah. Anna's coming in. Yeah. Exactly. So she's the COO. So she's kind of like overseeing because she was the president and wine grower yeah. on them. So she's kind okay. of um, she's kind of overseeing things, but she's not. Yeah, she's not taking over any specific department by any means. I think she's just helping yeah. out where needed. Stone Edge is kind of like the Warriors over the last few years. They've just like their talent, pool all the talent. is insane. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And that really kind of happened. And my sister works at Stone Edge, so it's a family affair all across the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Clifford, I've seen a little smoke trail coming from your square over there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I might be on fire, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah, I busted out a uh, 06 uh, Clos Duval cab. It's a uh, Bordeaux blend, cab soft, cab front, Merlot, Petite. Really dry, really nice. Just We had one of those for... Steph's birthday at the beginning of April. Nice. Birthdays are a good reason. Yeah, so um, I was a club member there for a bunch of years. And um, then they trended away from the style that they had, they had been, you know, most closely uh, associated with for like, I don't know, 50 years or something. Got a new winemaker. Um, There's a little shakeup. And so we left the club. But like, um, they did all the wine for my, me and my wife's wedding. You know, like, it's just like we have such a connection with that wine. And, you know, it's on our walls. we got empty bottles on our walls, just like Sam's wine. You know, it's just, there's certain uh, labels that just kind of become part of your life. And so during this whole lockdown, um, we've been locked in the house for, for going on uh, three months now. Like uh, we started a little early and, um, you know, we'd both done some traveling b before this all started. And just, I don't know, the second week, Sam called, he's like, oh, we got a club shipment for you. I'm like, oh, great. Thank you. God. Went and picked up that wine, realized, you know, there's that box of wine was going to be gone in three days. Um, and then it just like clockwork, all the, all the old, old, old dates started calling up and saying, Hey, you know, you got your dance card for me. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll be up in Sonoma tomorrow, picking up Hawks and, um, Oh, somewhere else. One of my wife's clubs. I don't remember. Um, she's on a call, so I can't ask her. <laughs> but yeah, God, thank God for wine right now. Cheesy Pete. Yeah. Well, then, Noel, can you tell us? I I have not familiar with your uh, with your Instagram or blog. Can you tell us just a little bit how you got started? Yeah. Um, so I'm a recovering tax lawyer. Um, I drank a lot doing that, so that's how I got my 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 background in wine. Um, <laughs> um, and then I took an early retirement and uh, started working in animal rescue, which was like really good for my heart, but I needed something for my brain uh, to feed my head. And so I started taking classes at, uh, I'm from Seattle, um, at Northwest Wine Academy. And mm -hmm. I was hooked. I took a class called um, Sensory Evaluation. I didn't know what the heck that meant when I signed up for it. It just worked with my schedule. And I was like, holy smokes, there's all these things about wine that I had no idea other than just, oh, cute label or, or whatever. So um, that was seven years ago. And today I was supposed to be taking my last uh, WSET diploma exam. At uh. Yeah, literally, like I think right now I'd be doing my blind exam. 
So that obviously got postponed, which yeah. is fine. Um, <laughs> but um, so I started writing my blog as kind of a um, study guide uh, help for other wine students. So for those of you taking WSET2, <laughs> um, so in law school, I would make outlines for all of my classes. And so when I started studying wine, I did the same thing uh, to learn. And I know that's really uber geeky, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I'm in good company. But yeah, so I called it Outwines, yeah. and that's my blog. I write some articles. Um, I met Bart, I believe. I, so I wrote a post about my favorite wine podcast. And I didn't know about you guys. And he sent me a note. He's like, Hey, we have a podcast. Check it out. <laughs> wow. Um, always, always, always promoting. Always yep, promoting. Yeah. You got a listener. Um, so that's how I met him. And I think that was two years ago because um, I have been saving this wine. It was on the first uh, one that I listened to of you guys with Bob Cabral. Can you see it? Yeah. It and, is. Um, no, it's his rose. Uh, it's his Chardonnay. Oh, it's his, ah. Uh, Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got cut off by my wife for buying that wine because it's not cheap. It's, no. It's like 125 No, no, my husband's going to listen to this. Shit. It's like 30 bucks a <laughs> On bottle. sale for $75. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it is like crack to me. It's so good. But yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I'm talking to the guys that introduced me to it. So I'm, I'm drinking that. And then I'm also drinking, since I'm from Washington State, my favorite Gramercy Cellars. Do you like That's that? That's what I have in my fridge right now. I literally <laughs> don't that right now. This is the bomb for Shut summer. up. That, I, I was between that and what I'm actually drinking right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they have like 200 some cases of their peak pool, Walla Walla delicious so anyway so that's yeah so my instagram I, account is all about like fun wine education well where have you been all my life drinking bob Carroll shard and and pick i know, pick I know. <laughs> oh my God. i'll come up i'll come up uh. <laughs> blind date dreams come true mm -hmm. i know right oh, go ahead jordy go ahead jordy oh, oh she did froze did, did, oh no <laughs> oh no good position though so <laughs> enthralled with the with the gramercy people <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> we have, you know, most of us that, that wander around in the Rhone world a little bit know about Gramercy because we tend to, I think we see them down at hospice too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Greg is a huge, um, and Sam, do you grow old Grenache vines? I was just listening. Who was it that was saying, I was listening to the Esther uh, Mobley podcast uh, you guys just did. Um. Who has uh, a little bit of Grenache? We have, well, we grow a lot of Grenache. Um, most of it isn't too much old vine. Okay. There's not a lot of... I won't get any Carignan mixed up. Sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of old vine Carignan. Um, okay. there's a lot, but in most of the old vine vineyards, there is some Grenache. Um, just, you know, not enough to be making old vine Grenache necessarily <laughs> around here. Um, no, I was uh, just thinking because of... Uh, Gramercy, they do a lot of the Grenache blends, and then right. down in the rocks right. with the Syrah. I'm obsessed with the uh, the rocks AVA in Washington, Rock Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, we were just on the you know the Hospice de Rhone. Normally, we would have all been there April 23rd for a few days down in Paso Robles, yeah. and because it was canceled, we did kind of a virtual thing. And Hawk Waka Waka Elaine Chuck and Brown. I can't remember all her names now. Elaine Chuck and Sardonic Meatball Brown. 
she's got a new one too that she yeah there's something new yeah um and and she did a whole little thing on the rocks region that was really cool um and then christophe barone was on the mm -hmm. on the virtual as well talking about, um so that was that was neat very cool yeah. So yeah, so that's that's me. I like my Washington wines. I'm trying to branch out into California. Um, and I just I'm all about wine education and learning in a fun way. I mean, I like I'm doing diploma, which maybe isn't necessarily fun. But um, I just love learning about it. And so yeah. hopefully I'll finish that by the end of the year. We'll see. We'll see what the world looks like. How about that? Yeah. And, and you listeners, I hope you guys really do check out her Wednesday uh, quizzes. They're a lot of fun and, and really well done. It, thanks, it's, Bart. It's, yeah, thanks. What's, Thank what's you. the address really to find it. those quizzes or, or your handle on Insta? Um, it's Out Wines. So O-U-T-W-I-N-E-S. I try to do them like three times a week. Sometimes they're tougher than others, right, Bart? I mean, I think sometimes Absolutely. You're, you're like, I nailed it. And then sometimes you're like, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so. whenever it goes to anything that's all in Italy, I'm just like, Oh, guess, guess, guess. Um, but it's yeah, fun it's, to know what you don't know, too. That's so. okay. And well, isn't absolutely. it a lot? It's a lot. I, we all don't know a lot. You don't know I what you don't know. I need to start doing so. outline. Yeah. What was that? Hey, Bart, what did you just say? Oh. I just said, I said, I need to start doing outlines. You do. Outline. <laughs> yes. you do. Well, and then Kristen and Steph, I think you guys were kind of surprised that you guys don't actually have a lot of posts for the amount of people that follow you. You kind of like found this community. I don't know if you were surprised by it or not, because at, at first it was just like pictures of bottles and then it, then it sort of kind of morphed a little bit um, and people got to know you guys a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, Definitely, like, I think when we started, we were like, oh, like, there's probably people like, who are on Instagram, but, like, maybe. probably not also. <laughs> and then come to find out, it's this, like, huge, thriving community, like, full of, of so many, lovers. yeah, wine lovers and such, like, brilliant, well-educated people who just, like, literally know so much about wine, like, more than I can ever imagine. And, like, yeah, it's just, like, such a, a bigger, cooler community than I, than I thought it was going to be. And yeah. yeah, I mean, like our Instagram has definitely shifted just because we kind of started with it being like for just ourselves and like our couple of friends who were following us. And like, now that we have people who follow us who don't know anything about us or like, don't know like why we're doing this, we've definitely put a little bit more personal of a spin on it. Um, but why not? You know? Cause why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, then what did you, how come your parents had like a cellar? Like, what was, what is, <laughs> great question. They, they just like to collect yeah, wine. Yeah, they've always been really into wine. They started like collecting and drinking wine like back in the 80s before it was like super mainstream. And they, at least in Massachusetts. I mean, in Massachusetts. Obviously, it's a different story in California, but um, they both are New England people. They, yeah, I guess like they, with their friends, decided like shortly after college that they needed a hobby. And so they bought some of those like, you know, instructional books on how to do your own wine tastings. And the book would tell them which, which wines to buy and what notes they should be, you know, getting and what's tannin and what's all these different things. And so they like got into it through that. And then I think once they you know, had us, it was just like such a big part of how, 
because they were married for 14 years before either of us were born. Um, it was such a big part of their life. Yeah. Um, and then like when we were born, they were like, well, nothing's going to change. So Hey mom, why, why didn't we have a big wine cellar? <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, hold there? on. Hold on. Me... Mute, Mom. Okay. Go. Wait, can she hear us? Yes, I can hear you. There we go. So what was the question, Bart? Welcome so, to the show. <laughs> so where's the wine cellar? Where did where was the wine cellar at our house? The wine cellar was uh, on the old ranch house. Yeah. That's where the wine was. Oh, and I never got to the old ranch house. No, never. Wait, what does that mean? Well, because we moved into a newer home on the ranch. But when we were young, there was a, a one-story. And the one story that I told Bart that I wanted to tell you people was this, that we had a dairy and we made our own wine. And I was really young. But one of the things that we did, my mom cooked for all the hired men on the dairy. And it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And the one thing that we got to do for the men, and there it was kind of a treat for them, is that, that for every meal, three meals a day, they were able to have wine. And we got to go down to the basement. Wait, even at breakfast? Yes, yes. This Milking cows is hard, Brian. No okay. judgment there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, who am I well, to talk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For breakfast? <laughs> who does yeah. that? Dinner. And what we did was they, we kept, they had their ketchup. It was an empty ketchup bottle. And we would fill, each man got a bottle, a bottle full of wine, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And and they were quite happy. But now, sure. this, awesome. this was a barrel. Then this was a barrel in the cellar that you would that would get filled up every day, or that that would fill these bottles every day. Well, there was more than one barrel down there. They were you know. <laughs> and and three times a day, three and times three a day, time, and three times a day. That's all. Oh, you know, like a hell of a cellar. Yeah, I mean a ketchup a ketchup. Um, a ketchup bottle is probably 200 mils, you know, it's maybe a half bottle. Yeah, yeah it's probably like probably a half a bottle. Split. Probably At least split. eight ounces would, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, but mom, was, yeah. was there, was there or was there not a still on the property also? There was, yes. Yeah, we made it. Yeah. Yeah. So was the, was they, the wine they, made on the property also or was the wine brought in from somewhere else? No, the wine was made on the property. Were the and the grapes were grown there also? No. No. Yeah. Yes. They were. So this is in. Wait a minute. This is in Petaluma. Chilena Valley. Chilena Valley. So it was probably was it Pinot Noir then, or do you remember what variety? Do you know what variety it was? It was just red wine. Just red wine. <laughs> They they, they 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 were Italians, and it was red wine. Right. Yeah. So. It was a field. I'm sure it was a field blend. I'm sure yeah, it was a whole totally. bunch of different, you know, and probably, you know, what got ripe out there was what dominated, but what would get ripe out there, you know, 
Right. You're maybe Grenache, maybe maybe some Carignan, but you know, probably some. Yeah, they probably and they probably didn't know it was Pinot Noir. They probably <laughs> called it something else. But this is Carin. They were just great. That's great. I, I mean, maybe I've maybe I've missed something here, Sam. You know, it sounds like my grandfather was one of the original winemakers of Marin County. <laughs> Wait, but not professionally, not, just but, like and maybe not legally. But okay. you know, it, it, was, it was not legal, right? It was not <laughs> moonshine wine. <laughs> and and and, mom, tell me this: when I, I know that you, I, I remember when Sutter Home White Zinfandel became a thing, and and that was something that you guys drank. You drank that, and you drank um, James Arthur Fields. Yes. Which, yeah. Yes. Um, and a lot of um, a lot of Spanish wine, the uh, the one in the clay bottle, uh, Lancers, right? Right. Oh. right, right, yeah. Now wait a minute, I saw the faces of Kristen and Steph when we said Sutter Home White Zinn. <laughs> Someone needs to educate these youngins, though. That oh, we, if we it, know. if it wasn't for Sutter Home White Zinfandel. A lot of these Zinfandel vineyards probably would have gotten all be gone. ripped so, out. All be gone. Yeah. Our parents got married when they were 22 years old, fresh out of college, and they had Sutter Home Whites Inn at their wedding. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, then they, they grew from there. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah. for real, that was a lot of people's first wine, first wine experience yeah. came from I mean, Whites like, I mean, was one of mine. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, the, the world, America was such a cocktail culture before that. It was the closest thing of wine to a wine. cocktail that you could possibly make. <laughs> and so there you go. Like, it's a, it's an easy in. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I Jordy, you were still selling, I mean, in Young's Market now still sells a lot of white Zinfandel, right? I don't know if it's a lot, but it's not a lot. It's definitely not man it's crazy yeah. it's still it's accessible you know like you said it's kind of the gateway drug yeah totally well and a lot of those big bottles too like some of those numbers are skewed when you talk about what is that bar uh, barefoot that your friend works for um, right um when they say you know it's one of the top selling wines a lot of times it's not drinking wine i know at least working in kitchens a lot of times that's the stuff that you're cooking with is the is those um is those uh magnums of like barefoot yeah, and things a like whole that. lot of people are drinking it too though you would yeah. <laughs> very surprised how many people are actually straight drinking it, yeah. it is <laughs> i remember my uh i'll start somewhere my my roommate in college barefoot moscato was her wine of choice Ooh, that's wow. rough yeah <laughs> <laughs> My next door neighbor is from Louisiana, like New Orleans, straight up, and she loves her Moscato, man. <laughs> so, so I'm like, you want some wine, Joyce? She's like, is it sweet? Like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was like, it tastes like juice. So like, yeah. why wouldn't I like it? It's like, <laughs> so many reasons. <laughs> I feel like you've got to start somewhere, and like yeah. from Moscato, you could do Moscato to Osti, or you could go. Um, like Sauterne, or you could go Tokai or something. Like, Did they still sell Thunderbird? Like, like, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, and, and Jordy, you're right, because it, it's, 
white Zinfandel is essentially rosé, you know? I mean, yeah. Zinfandel isn't the best wine to make okay. rosé out of it. And if you leave it sweet, it makes it that much worse. But it's what we had and it's what was excessive, you know, yeah. at the time. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, look how huge rosé is. It's just yeah. not Sutter Home Whites Zinfandel. It's a long time, but yeah. Yeah. And I mean, in our parents' instance, like, yeah, they started with Sutter Home White Zin, but then by the time we were born, like, our parents actually bought bottles of Ridge for the years that we were born and then gave them to us on our 21st birthdays. Like, oh, please. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fine. I'm a Clifford, Clifford. What, what do you want? <laughs> so, well, Clifford you know, got onto the Zoom, Zoom for Clifford. Period. Tell him what you're drinking again. <laughs> so uh, it, it's in a uh, 2006 cab from from Napa, and my 2006 was, Clifford. My daughter was born in 2006, and and so I said to Clifford, "Oh, I thought you were supposed to buy it and then wait till their 21st birthday." And what yes. you just three, no. just three more years, Clifford. <laughs> no, <it's not> <laughs> 16. <laughs> And he said, that's, that's for people who don't like wine. That's exactly that is what I said. And I have, it sounds to me like your parents love to collect wine. I, I don't know how much they drink, but it's I mean, like, <laughs> they really like drinking it, but they, I mean, they, our dad is like one of those like old school, old school people who had like postcards where he would take notes of like each time he opened a bottle in a different year and, you know, wow. compare it every five years. So they were like really into like keeping buy a case and keep it for the long run. So like, you know, those, those wines that they got for us for our 21st birthdays, by the time that wine was 21 years old, it was very different than when they got it. No, I feel that. Then. So do you so. think you're doing somewhat of the same thing with your blog though and your Instagram? Like I know me and my wife will go back and revisit years and bottles that we've taken notes on Instagram and pictures and videos. Yeah. Like, yeah. Isn't that yeah. the same thing your folks were doing? Basically. I mean, I Ours like, is just like the 21st century yeah, version. Yeah. It's like the, the social media version instead of no cards. <laughs> so taking notes. Yeah, when you, right, yeah. you can spill wine on it and it, it doesn't disappear forever. So is that a thing? What? What's that, Clifford? Is wine on TikTok yet? Is that a thing? Like, oh, I hope not. <laughs> is TikTok all like teenagers? That no. No, no, everybody's mom no. is your mom probably on TikTok. On <laughs> TikTok, pandemic, all bets are off. <laughs> it's probably fueling a lot of those videos. I would assume so, one hundred percent. I just, I, it would be cool to see Wynette on TikTok too. Like maybe Sutter Home Whiteman will make a reappearance on TikTok. <laughs> now Go you're for talking it, ladies. Seems like the perfect platform. My right wife's old roommates box. used to, do you guys know about Franzia boxed wine? Like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My wife's old roommates used to do this thing called the Franzia fall, where they put the box on top of the fridge, you know, and get down on the floor on their knees and open their mouths. And, like, one of them would let oh it go. Oh, no. <laughs> they have, like, a slap the bag thing, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Because inside the Franzia box is actually just a, a, a bag of wine. A bag of which wine. Which is why... It stays fresh. It stays fresh forever in the fridge because there's never any oxygen on it. There's, you know, there's, there's reasons behind it. It, it, it works. It works a lot for a lot of things, for sure. Well, it's kind of like those, those kegs that you have at the tasting house, right, Sam? They, they, same thing. They, right. had a they have a bladder inside of them. Right. They're like the plastic. No, those, 
those we were just pushing um we were pushing gas back into them there's no there, there are a lot of the kegs do a, have like a bladder on the inside and that's because that is what free flow was doing but these were just these are called euro kegs so they're just they're just plastic kegs mm. recyclable um but no no bladder on the inside you push uh, there, there was a guy there was a guy in sonoma that started a company he called it the 20 and what he did is he had these custom made wood boxes and he would put the same tap handle that's like on a, a tap of guinness so all stainless steel and mm -hmm. on the inside you had a bag um and he was trying to market it um for high-end wines and he yeah. would put your label on the nice wood box um and it sat on the back and it was meant to you know not only sell bottles later but by the glass you know very nice wine with less packaging the problem was that no restaurants have areas to put these boxes you know six boxes on their back i remember that because that and that was it it was a space issue like it was yeah. like where do you where do you expect us yeah. to put this and it, and it was a gallon of wine but it worked really well he used to bring them to neighborhood parties and he'd go yeah this has been open for three days and wine always was very good you know so the quality of the dispensing was you know on on point yeah. I mean, he's just marketing to the wrong outlet. Maybe right. it should go to people like us who drink every day. Yeah. Well, well, and, and it was also probably 10 or 12 years ago. And, um, you know, but now probably the keg market is probably pushed by it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, in Boston, I feel like there's a ton of restaurant bars that are like wine centric, but they're mm -hmm. still like a restaurant bar vibe. And they have a lot of like wine on tap. You know, like the mm -hmm. place where we were taking our WSET classes, City Winery, all of their wines were on tap. So, and they're all Jordan Kibblestadt wines. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. I think they are. taps. I think there is a, a gas, though. I don't know. Yeah, what. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Nitrogen. It's a, the the basic gas that we were using. Is, they call it Guinness gas. Guinness and gas. It's like a it's a nitrogen blend. Okay. Um, that you are. It's a nitrogen argon blend. Okay. Argon blend. Yeah, and if you if you breathe it in, it makes your voice sound kind of weird. <laughs> Not like I never feeling? tried. And <laughs> it, it makes you speak with an Irish accent. I think it's what happens. <laughs> 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 Sam, but, Bart yeah. gave you a bottle of the of his 2012 Shannon. I almost just spilled it on my computer. <laughs> which is which is kind of weird. The, right? the label. The label uh, peeled off when I got cold and and then condens condensated. Part. Yeah, well, the story send out a disclaimer. That's what happens with natural, you know, labels. Natural <laughs> labels, yeah. Uh, so this is yeah, 2012 Dane Sellers Shannon Blanc, uh, and the reason that I opened this um, is Bardist. You know, we're we're doing these virtual tastings. We're we're doing one more uh, third winemakers podcast virtual tasting. And Bart is in the enviable position of sort of running out of, can I say this Bart? I'm about yeah. to just blow your business. Yeah. Running out of SKUs that he has enough volume of to uh, Katie coming in to get a glass of the 2006. You can just tell Mia how good it is. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm back to my meeting now too. <laughs> She's actually working. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is work part. Where are we? Uh, so, are we? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this work. Um, we're all at work here. Um, so Bart is running out of wine, basically. Short answer. And so call now and order what he's got left. 
but we were going we were going through what Bart's inventory is uh, to find out what to present for the third virtual tasting winemakers podcast virtual tasting and he gave me this bottle of 2012 Chenin Blanc Clarksburg uh, and it's freaking delicious uh, I, I was I was prepared for oxidation and there's right. a there's a touch but it's giving it this like sort of honeyed sauterne kind of like just hint of it um but it's still got great acid great nose uh mm. cold out of the and actually when i was open this and I, I wanted to not say my tasting notes but it was so good that i forgot that i wanted to not do yeah it sell it baby mm. <laughs> well, I, was gonna, I was gonna save it for the virtual tasting i totally like blew the you know blew the lead um but i think that uh the answer is yes bart we should yeah, should clear out your 2012 Chenin Blanc because it's in a really good spot right now. Yeah, and I, I think um, I, I had similar thoughts last night when I opened it. Um, uh, it's showing its age kind of elegantly. Yeah, um, and and I and I think now is the time to drink it. It's I don't think it's going to go you know get any much better than this. You know, maybe interesting. Um, so yeah, thanks, Sam. That's that's good. Yeah, feedback. yeah. I think that's and, the crazy thing is is that I've I've been very busy selling wine with everything that's going on. And the reason why is because we've been doing these tastings, but I also haven't been able to bottle any wine. So now right. we're now, you know, getting close to being able to bottle some wines here. Um, very soon finalizing some blends and uh, ordering labels. So it's good, good. Well, and Bart, you must have, you got enough of the 09 Syrah too to make that one of the wines, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I have like seven or eight cases. Um, you know, I didn't even think about that. That could be the other one. Yeah, I mean, um, do do like a retrospective. So it could be the 12 Shannon, the 09 Syrah. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I got to decide because if we're doing right. it on. Well, because we're talking um, about it right now on something that the public, and not, you know, the people that we want to join us for this thing are going to be listening to. So you should probably. See. Right. You're on, you're, well, you're on the spot. It, What's it going to be? 17 or 09? No, it has to be already has to be announced by now. Oh right, we're already selling these when it comes out. So anyway, future. Yeah. Um, and if you guys want to know, I'm actually on TikTok. It's at Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> There's me. Oh my. Oh, oh Brian. Watermelon. Yeah, is that a watermelon hat? <laughs> right. Uh, I have an 11 year old daughter, so. Best way to keep an eye on them, right? Participate. You got right. it. <laughs> Catch her renegating and shit around the house. I'm, I'm like, like <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> well, and can I say that what I'm drinking right now, since we we're talking about sort of West West County or Marin and, and Petaluma, is is this Ernest Bloom Pinot 2016, which I think maybe the only place you can get it is Sonoma's Best. Yeah, Sonoma's Best and our wine room garage um <laughs> okay so you guys will actually sell some of that i think we have a little bit i don't know that's kind of tj's territory so he is kind of the one who runs that tj is the the wine for people he's the winemaker at domain carneros um so him and my mom made that together and so i don't think there's a lot left but i think there's some of it <laughs> i miss okay. was the name of it marilyn yeah, Marilyn. Oh, that was my mom's name. I was like, oh, that's that so was cool. His oh, oh, that's cool. That's so Ernest cool. Bloom was like his grandfather. So the image on the bottle is actually an old photo of like his grand, 
it's Thank yeah, you. All sitting. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And what's yeah. so cool is, is I, you know, I grew up here in Sonoma County and I don't know that I had ever had a wine from Marin County. And I don't know why, because you'd think that you could grow wine out there towards the coast, right? Especially things like Pinot, you get in a lot of nice um, maritime influences or whatever, but um, it wasn't until um, working at the Fairmont where I think TJ dropped, you know, we had had it on the list for a while and then TJ dropped a bottle off. And so this was, I thought this was a perfect opportunity to open it up and he like had preconceived notions like Marin County, really, what are they doing? But it's really freaking good. Noel, if you have an opportunity to, to um, just, I think, hook up with Hannah there. Shoot yeah. her at. I will make that opportunity. There you go. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah. That's one of those wines you'll never see. Like, I think that's why I say the only place I know that sells it is Sonoma's Best, just because Todd seems to have everything that he's not supposed to have. <laughs> he, he has he has Stone Edge Farm. He has Blue Farm. Every like Chard, Pinot, Rosé. Um, you know, you you think you're special when you work at a really nice restaurant, and they're like, "This is only in two restaurants in California, and you're one of them." You're like, "Oh." And then you go see Todd at Sonoma's Best, and he's got like six different vineyard designates on it. So I don't know what Todd does in his free time. He'll be like cooking meals for you guys or something. He's yeah. really tall. I think that helps. Yeah, I think it's important to be tall to sell wine. Gary, no. Uh, it's a battle for me. <laughs> it's because he went to Oregon, as he would say. He would, you know. Yeah, exactly. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. All right. Well, you guys want to get out your, you know, Kristen and Steph, you want to talk, uh, tell people how they can follow you on Instagram. Yeah. We're uh sommelier underscore sisters. Um, that's us, Steph and Kristen on Instagram. We post a few times a week. We're not sommeliers, but we are sisters. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Roger Randall, I know you're listening to this. So, um, Get, maybe shoot them a little DM and let them know who yeah. you are. That'd be great. Oh my God, yeah. yes. Please reach out. We love love hearing from Getting people. Getting messages. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. 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 And, and Noelle, how, what about people getting a hold of you? Um, my Instagram is at outwines, outwines, just one word. And then my blog is outwines.blog. Cool. And I'm going to yeah. get on that one. Please. Yeah. Um, Hannah, people can reach out to you to what, just go to Blue Farm? Yeah, on Instagram, we're Blue Farm Wines, um, and I am in charge of the Instagram, so you're talking to me. So, <laughs> Okay, cool. I always wonder because, you know, I think both on my personal Instagram and then also on the Winemakers Pod, I've noticed that Blue Farm kind of um, tags us, you know, we'll do a little like every now and then. So I was always wondering who it was that was actually doing that. Yeah, it used to be Jessica, who um, is our estate director, and I kind of took it over when um, I started. So yeah, so... That's okay, me. Cool. Yeah. And who does the photography for you guys for your Instagram and Facebook? Um, yeah. So one, some of, well, some of it's me. And then um, our other one is Brinkley Capriola. She um, is also from Sonoma. She's awesome. I went to high school with her. So she went to Sonoma High with me. Um, and she um, is like four years older. And so she just moved back to Sonoma. And so I wanted her to do a lot of our photography. So she does most of it. We're about to launch our new website. So she's all over that too. So all of her Wait, what does that mean? Why are you doing a new website? Redesigning, revamping. Um, so I, I thought our website needed a, a little 
help. So um, I designed it. Okay. You sound like a you sound like a vineyard man for, manager. You know, we need to replant that vineyard. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. There's a lot of websites that need replanting. My my website needs to re. We're working on a replant of my website also. Sam, yours is better. At least all of your wines are on there now. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, sleepless nights at the beginning of the pandemic. I spent, uh, you know, we, we make a lot of different wines, so there was uh, a lot of pretending like I know how to build websites, drinking, <laughs> you know, drinking wine and coffee at the same time at one in the morning to, to get your website redone so you can sell wine online now they don't have a tasting room anymore, you know, or right, right. temporarily. Scrappy times. Yeah, for real. It was, uh, you know, I'm... I'm sleeping better now, although you, we still have a 15 month old in the house. So sleep is sleeping better is a relative term. Relative. <laughs> well, Clifford, if people want to hear some of your music, obviously you guys aren't out gigging right now. Is that the yeah, thing? Is that the, is that the term gigging? It was. That you know, shit doesn't exist anymore, baby. Like, we're done. Yeah, that's a wrap for that for a while. Um, I mean, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, you can definitely, I, I released all of my catalog online uh, in the last two weeks. It's all available for free or for pay, depending on your situation. You can go to brownaudio.com and um, it's all on YouTube. It's, it's all out there now. Um, doing stuff with Moonman and Benjamin, um, Erica Badu, uh, what's Beyonce's sister's name? Uh, <laughs> oh, Sol uh, Solange. Solange, yeah, yeah. Working with her a little bit. Um, so there's a lot of good music. Uh, that was previously unavailable and now you can get it on your Spotify or you know whatever uh, look for Clifford Brown the third or you can go to brownaudio.com I'm actually more of a Solange fan than I am a Beyonce fan honestly you know, I, I, I'll tell you, you say it's not good to talk bad about your employers so I'm just gonna show that up. <laughs> <laughs> her but her I want to get weird right now, but yeah, her Solange's music is all about sort of the the space in between the notes, as opposed to Beyonce just kind of the regular everyday shit. But Solange, I really enjoy. So here's here's what I'll say to that, and uh, this is speaking truth to power as far as music goes. Solange didn't compose the majority of the music that you're hearing on her records. Mm. Solange did come up with most of the lyrics and did come up with most of the tunes that those lyrics are sung to, but she has great producers and wonderful musicians surrounding her. And those are the people doing the work. And I feel like those people should have a chance to make just any kind of semblance of the, the career and the money that Solange makes by just standing up there in front of folks. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we're at a, at a turning point for music and we'll see what happens. But if you like a musician, go out there and support them. Now's the time because otherwise you're going to have computer-based algorithms deciding what, you know, you listen to for the rest of your life. Yeah, we've been listening to a lot of uh, uh, Radio 1 because we get so sick of the, the radio stations around here. Yeah. It's like playing the same 10 songs over and over again. So we're listening to Radio 1 live stream. My daughter's starting to get an English accent. And she, when, when songs are, when songs are good, she's like, oh, that's a banger. Oh, no, it's, 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 a banger is a club banger. And that's good. That's not English. This English people are not black culture after we know. That's either good. Way, she likes the bangers. Like she likes the bangers. Cool. Send her to the site. There's some stuff for her age group too on there. Cool. My okay, my daughter cool. plays guitar. She's on some of the tracks. Uh, I'll send Sam our uh, COVID tune that we've been doing in quarantine here in the house. Just you know, me and the family. 
Nice. And stay, stay safe, y'all. Don't go crazy. Do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, thank you very much for joining us. It was, it was very nice. Um, hey, let's get Jordy a, a plug for the new employer oh. in a little bit. Hell hey, yeah. Fox and had a, where are some places in San Diego that you could buy your things from that are shipping, things like that, some retailers down there? Yeah, I've got, I've got some great retailers. Um, vintage Wines, uh, Wine Connection, in, um, GRW Collections. Let's see, some people that I used to work with, San Diego Wine Company, Market. This is my company. There, I'll plug it. JJ Knox. So, it's JJ Knox Wine is their Instagram. And we've got just an amazing portfolio. I feel so lucky. Yeah, I, ch- I checked it out after we talked the other day, and there's definitely uh, some some good stuff uh, good stuff in there. Excited Love excited you. for the new gig. Yeah, thank you. All right, and Bart's mom, hey, thank you. We want to – we really appreciate you because we know out of our, you know, 100,000 downloads, probably 10,000 a week are just you hitting – <laughs> download over and over again <laughs> making us look good <laughs> i wish i had fans like that man <laughs> since day one since day one she's been in there so that's so what moms are for right <laughs> yeah now you know i have to give i have to give my mom credit for me getting into the business because i was working in a record store going to junior college um, always more successful at working than junior college. That was for sure. And she said one day, she said, wouldn't it be fun to work in a winery? And I was like, yeah, that could be fun. And she, she suggested that I just drive over and, you know, start knocking on doors. And that's exactly what I did. And on the second door I knocked on, it was at Kenwood and I got hired out of the parking lot. So, um, this is harvest 36. So that's a pretty good run. Thanks mom. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Nice. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, if you want to check out some of our past episodes, you can always go to radiomisfits.com and check us out at Winemakers Pod. Uh, you can follow us, uh, you know, whatever, Winery 16600, Dane Sellers, if you want to get in on the next virtual wine tasting that we're doing. Kristen and Steph, I encourage you guys. Um, which one of you is moving it out here? Steph. So, Steph, when you come out here, you got to let us know. And yeah. uh, it sounds like maybe you could hang out with Clifford on the first day because he'll be right by where you're moving in. And then, and then you know come how to, to fish, Steph? Fish? Fish, like, you know how to fish? No. no. All right, well, you're going to learn how to fish because I'm telling you, wine and fresh fish. Mm. Okay, I'll work on that. Yeah. There you go. And, come, and yeah. come, come see us in Sonoma and we'll take you to some of the cool spots. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm so excited. Cool. Yeah, yeah do a little vineyard walk. Sam, just briefly, what's going on out there right now? You've been out in the vineyards? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had enough rain. Yeah. We've, it's, it's been um, – so every year for the last three years, although it's canceled this year, of course, Sonoma Valley Vineyards has done this signature Sonoma Valley event. Uh, and we've always sort of planned it around, like, oh, the weather's usually pretty good. And it's always rained during the time of signature Sonoma Valley. And, it was first in April, then they moved it to May. Um, so we're getting our, our annual signature Sonoma Valley rainstorm right now. Uh, we've gotten about an inch of rain since Monday. Um, slowed things down. There's not a whole lot in bloom, but some stuff was starting to bloom out there, which, you know, you don't want rain, but it's not 
So it doesn't seem to be so far like a disastrous time for it. Um, and, you know, an inch of rain in May is worth five inches of rain in March uh, as far as, as grapes growing and, and, you know, building up soils and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll take it for now, uh, but it better go away soon. So you, the interesting thing is today was, it was last year on this day that I started my chef cycle ride oh, where right. it was, you know, planned for great weather riding in Sonoma County. And we had three days of rain right. and, um, and that's essentially the same thing would have happened this week. So um, yeah. anyway, that's all. All right. Thanks, Bart. Literally. That was exciting. I know Clifford what is that what are you you're bringing your plants inside yeah yeah it started raining so I you just reminded me and I, I I can't make it to Sonoma every weekend right now so I, I went and bought a great plant and it's been on my mind. I watched bud That's break awesome. happen I took little pictures Ooh, what variety are you growing oh it's just going to be like uh probably a table grid himrod <laughs> oh lovely yeah <laughs> it'll probably grow better outside though it, it's usually outside um but we have kids around and they just like are, they destroy things <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, he goes in and out his name's paul and uh paul. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey. paul the great. you're doing well yeah, great. <laughs> oh so you get to hang out and smoke weed with Paul and also visit your grapevine. It's like you're coming to 16600. You got it. Yes, that's why I had to show you. Now you understand. Oh my God. Hi, Althea. Say hi, Althea. Take your mother, take your hand and say hi. Hi. Hi, cutie. Aw. Everybody's waving at you. You got anything to see? just woke up. Almost. We almost got one. There, there it is. Oh, there it is. Hello. All right, you guys, thanks a lot for coming on. We totally appreciate it. Chris and his staff, uh, um, let's totally stay in touch. For when yeah, you guys definitely. That'd be cool. And um, I guess that's it. You guys uh, got anything else? Yeah. Thanks for, this was fun. Thanks for coming on, you guys. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thanks. This yeah. was the most fun show that we've done in two months, so. Oh, yay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> so Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to meet you guys. Stay in touch. We'll do it again. All right, everybody. Again, we'll do this group again sometime. See what's going on. Cool. Yeah. Check in. Check in. Thanks, Katie, to get hella wine back up. All right, you guys. Thanks again. This has been the winemakers. Look forward to talking to you next week.